Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Happy Thursday, Dr. Paul. How are we doing? I'm doing fine, doing fine. Uh, you know, uh, every once in a while, we, we sort of wish things so that we can get variety and steer sometime toward or away from some subject. And some days, we have to confess a little bit, we sort of get tired of this guy, yeah. Fauci. Yeah, you know, you'd, no think, you'd think everybody would know about him and uh, would be aware of him. Yeah. But anyway, he's in the news, so it's our duty, our duty to our viewers to report what we heard. And uh, Fauci is back in, back in the news again. And um, there's a question, there's a discussion going on in my own mind and maybe with you on whether what we're going to talk about, whether he's telling the truth or not. Yeah, he may finally be telling the truth, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, that'd be something. Well, he's interesting. He was on with Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC. <laughs> Andrea Mitchell's been around for a while. And she, I would just got to cue it up and then, we'll, and then we'll play the video. But she's basically saying to him, hey, Fauci, uh, basically, we're on the same team here. But guess what? <clears throat> the Senate just voted against the vax mandates. The courts are ruling against the vax mandates. Democratic governors are backing way off because they see how unpopular it is for political reasons. Don't, do you think maybe we should just back off a little bit too, you know, wink, wink? And here's his response. Let's just watch this whole clip and you'll get a sense of the real Tony Fauci. <laughs> There's so much opposition now in Congress and of course the states, even in Democratic states, Governor Whitmer in Michigan and other places, this is becoming just a political test, and the outlook in the, the outlook is not at all a sure thing in the court system. Is there any thought of backing off of that and trying to avoid, you know, all the outcry against it? Yeah, but you know, Andrew, we we really have to get people vaccinated. I mean, I understand, and we all understand how people do not like to be told what to do. They want to make their own choice and their own free will. I get that, and I respect that. But these are unusual times, and you can't think only of yourself and your own personal opinion, but you've got to think about your communal responsibility to get yourself and your family and indirectly then the community protected. So I would prefer, and we all would prefer, that people would be voluntarily getting vaccinated. But if they're not going to do that, sometimes you've got to do things that are unpopular but that clearly supersede individual choices and are directed predominantly at the communal good. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about requirements. So there's Fauci, the unelected dictator. I'd rather people take them voluntarily, but you're going to get them like it or not. Yeah, this is the whole thing. Uh, you, you know, he's dishing out the orders and he feels like he can be, uh, you know, pompous about this whole thing. But if he were on the receiving end, which he should be, yeah. I mean, he should be a lowly bureaucrat who's on the verge of being fired. And his boss should be, you know, the executive branch and even the Senate, maybe instruction coming from the Senate, he should be, but he'd mock that as well. So, uh, yes, he, he's, he's playing the role of hero and he has to do this. 
And this whole thing, of course, the annoying thing was his conclusion that uh, this whole thing's uh, his responsibility. It's difficult. We have to do it. We're responsible to force people to do things that they don't like. And we know what it is. So uh, and, and, and he says, even if it supersedes, it must supersede liberty, and then we still have to do it. So that's an ugly statement, but uh, he's telling the truth that that he's uh, superseding, and, and that's his philosophy. That's part of his philosophy, that you, you do have to sacrifice liberty. And of course, this fits into my uh, uh, statement that I frequently use, is you should never have to sacrifice liberty for safety or security or medical advice yeah. from a bureaucrat. You should never have to sacrifice liberty for that. And just think of the sacrifice of liberty that has occurred here in the um, in in the past couple years. And let's hope let's hope that that uh, that trend is changing and going in the opposite direction again. Well, Fauci's no Scott Gottlieb. You know, Gottlieb knows which way the wind's blowing, and he always ends up with his pockets full of money. Fauci, if he's not careful, is going to wind up being the perfect fall guy for this because, as we said, and we looked at an article today. Uh, from I think it was Politico, where even the Dems now are sensing the tide. Uh, they saw that Newsom barely escaped his uh, 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 recall, uh, very close, closer than expected, let's put it that way. Murphy in New Jersey barely, speaking of barely squeaked by. Uh, the Democrats, not unfortunately for public health reasons or for freedom or for liberty reasons, but raw political reasons, they are backing away. And the Politico article talks about Gretchen Whitmer, who, as you know, she wouldn't let you get some seeds to plant some plants last year because she was such a fascist. Now she's saying, no, 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 no. We're not going to have a vax mandate here. Forget that. Joe Manchin uh, turned against and voted with the Republicans to overturn, uh, to disapprove of the uh, mandates. Murphy, he said, no, he's not going to go for vax mandates. Hochul, who replaced Cuomo, in, uh, in New York, it, the city now has gone full fascist, but she's saying no, she's not for those. So Democrats, are ha their, their political antenna are tuned to this, and they're saying this is a loser. Plus, we saw what happened in Virginia. This is a loser. We're running away from it, and Fauci's going to find himself the last man on a sinking ship. Well, let's hope so, and let's, <laughs> let's move it along. <laughs> yeah, sink the ship. So uh, Fauci has, has talked about... Uh, you know, continuing the process. He says it absolutely uh, to be vaccinated and fulfill all these requirements, uh, it will have to include a, a third shot. And uh, that that is always the third shot is just part of that. That's to maintain the bigger picture of uh, control. You control the state over the people, which also uh, brings up the subject, though not mentioned directly, the vaccine passports. Yeah. So if if they lose, if the Fauci people lose this battle, and uh, Gates doesn't have uh, have this, they're going they they might lose the vaccine passport, which is the real thing that we that, that's the most damaging thing of all this and uh, it's already no matter what news seems to knock them down that we would think they ought to walk away and just get out of it because it should be embarrassing to them but no they they just they they just keep doing it and uh, they they are determined they will continue on this process they know exactly what they want and uh it hasn't gone uh, gone well for the people 
But you know, there's uh, the one other thing that they need to do this is show how dangerous is these yeah. variants. Yeah. Oh, they're terribly, terribly damaging, and yet uh, we have a, some pretty good virologists that take a different opinion, and yeah. uh, that should be sorted out because uh, you know having a variant because it spreads rapidly, it's not like it's a it's a much more horrible epidemic and pandemic. It's it's just maybe nature spreading immunity around a little faster. Yeah. So anyway, there, there's in, in, in England right now, they're reporting, uh, they, they seem to cooperate a whole lot with Fauci and Gates. Have you uh, yeah, noticed it's that? amazing, isn't it? It's a world event. So they say that uh, in England, the uh, beds are filled, the hospitals are filled, it's overflowing, and you better get more vaccines and, and the whole thing. But there's an opposition to this report. There's another report that says, and so it's yeah. not quite that way. It's not quite as bad. But that type of thing has been something we've been dealing with for two years. What is said in the terrorist uh, approach to scaring people to death and, and all the cynicism of it. Uh, it's, 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 it continues. They don't give up. And now uh, the British are ready to lock down again. Yeah, yeah, they are. Plan B is Boris Johnson. Let's hope he's going to be out soon. <laughs> but we got a few clips on this. And let's try to go through them quickly because this is... Um, the Off Guardian, and these are f started by former writers from The Guardian, when The Guardian was a good progressive paper, uh, wasn't afraid to go against things. By the way, look at their funding. They're funded by Gates, <laughs> so we know why they've changed. But the, some writers left it and formed Off Guardian. They kind of keep an eye on The Guardian and The Guardian's nonsense that they put forward. And there was a great article. We noticed it on Zero Hedge, but it said, ICUs are filled with the unvaccinated. And The Off Guardian, this is in the UK, does a COVID fact check. So let's, let's go to that second clip. Let's skip the first one because you already talked about that one. Let's go to that second clip. Now this is a person on, uh, this is just uh, pictures. Uh, this is a person, uh, doctor on TV. This is really a figure we really need to concentrate on. 90% of people in hospital have not been vaccinated. Uh, and Jenkins says 36, it's actually 36% of the hospital are unvaccinated. Let's go to the next one. Here's the Guardian. They reported, the ICU was full of the unvaccinated. My patience with them is wearing thin. This is from a few months ago. Let's skip the next one and go one ahead. I put these in the wrong order. I apologize for that. And here is another one on the same theme. Uh, Kevin McGuire claimed in the BBC, the unvaccinated are filling up hospital beds. They're in the ICUs taking up precious resources. There are hospital waiting lists going up because there are so many unvaccinated people in the hospitals. Of course, this is to scare people that they must go get their shots in the UK because they're full of unvaccinated. Now go back one, sorry about that. This is from the uh, Off Guardian article. And this is fascinating, let's look at these statistics. As of last week, NHS, that's the UK health system, their own bed statistics reported that England has 4330 available critical care beds of which 894, 21% are being used by COVID patients, 60% non-COVID patients and 19% empty. <coughs> so England's critical care beds are not even 90% full, let alone 90% full of unvaccinated COVID patients. Now go ahead to, this is from the same article. So they're not full, A, they're not full. They've got 20% vacancy, which is pretty high. Let's go back and uh, do that, uh, the next clip that starts with, let's be charitable, if we can put that up. And these are the actual numbers. But let's be charitable and assume that these people, all the experts on TV in the UK, misspoke or communicated their point badly. 
let's assume they meant 90% of COVID hospitalizations are unvaccinated. Well, that's at least true, right? Wrong. The actual number is 35.4%. According to the UK's Health Security Agency data, page 31 of this document, 6,639 patients were admitted to the hospital with COVID in the weeks of 44 to 47 of this year. Of those 6,639, 2,355 were unvaccinated. So unvaccinated people do not even make up the majority of COVID cases, let alone the majority of ICU admissions in general. And Dr. Paul, as I do, I do trust Off Guardian, but I do verify, and I went to the page on the <coughs> UK government's website, the NHS website, and just go one more and you'll see the chart. This is the chart, uh, go to the next clip if you can. This is the chart, page 31 of this document. You can do the tabulations yourself, which I did, and you can see that they are correct. A minority of COVID cases in UK hospitals are unvaccinated, not the vast majority. So why, why do they do this? Uh, because we wonder whether they're really promoting good science and worrying about sick people. And for some reason, the evidence isn't always <laughs> verifying yeah. that. And of course, uh, somebody has to sell the vaccines and make sure kids get it, even though they don't need it. And also, once again, uh, the passport depends on this. So this does serve a purpose. That's about the only way I can understand this and why they work so hard at it when there's so much evidence going against them, including, including the political system. Uh, the, the, the politicians, are, uh, both Republican and Democrats, are getting disgusted with this all, all as well, too. But there's, um, there's another trick that they do to, to get more sick people out there, and that is uh, have the relative definition of fully vaccinated. Yes. And so here, here we have changing the definition of fully vaccinated is more than just semantic. This is serious stuff, and uh, th this, is a, th this is something that can help them out uh, be because uh, you, you know, uh, you, you can just change it, and, and what they do, just think of uh, how how difficult it was hard, how difficult it was at the beginning to me measure the PCR test. You know, they they were doing it wrong. Who knows? They can change that test, and the and the developer of that test says it should never be used for this sort of thing. But uh, they they will change it, and they have changed it, and. Uh, and the definition is changing, and Fauci said that the definition will include the, um, uh, the, the third shot. People will have to have a service. Boy, that's not a couple thousand, that's a couple million or a hundred billion more people. Uh, so they have to get rid of the supplies that are out there. I'll bet they're way ahead on production, and they have to keep this going for a while longer. But uh, they, don't, they don't seem to have pay any attention. I wonder if any major station ever uh, reported, uh, other than maybe one particular in, individual, of having a complication from you, you know the the injection, uh, because uh, statistically, I think and reliably so, are showing that uh, a lot of people have suffered from this. Yeah. Well, the real problem that these people are facing, the Fauci's of the world, and even the minor Fauci's of the world is that people are irritated by the fact that for maybe six or eight months, 
they were told that they were good little soldiers. They were fully vaccinated because they had their two shots and they were real good members of society. Now all of a sudden they're saying, no, you got to have a booster. And now there's Omicron, so you got three more shots, three more Moderna shots. And so you're going to have a lot of fatigue in people who are saying, you know, even people who were gung-ho, they're going to start saying, uh, you know, I don't know about this. And the people, of course, who, who were resistant at first are now going to be twice as resistant because they say, what? Now you're going to say I got three, four, five shots? Forget it. I'm not going to do it. So here's one of the things. And this is an article we noticed on Stat News, and it's about changing the definition and how it's more than semantics. Anyone can just look it up, Google it. But Carrie Arthoff, she's an associate professor of epidemiology at Johns Hopkins, and she has an answer uh, with this problem about fully vaccinated. She doesn't want to use that term anymore, Dr. Paul. She doesn't want to use that, you know why? Because you're never fully vaccinated. She prefers the term up to date. Are you up to date on your shots, Dr. Paul? <laughs> Are you obeying the law? Yes. Are you up to date? So that's what they want to do. They want to change the terms because they know how much the terms and the reality has changed. They've been known to do that. Yeah, they have. times. But, you know, um, but they're continuing uh, to expand their control. And the one I want to point out is some news on New York City. Uh, I don't think they're going to have that mayor forever, but he's going out uh, w with uh, a lot of effort to continue this process. But this is, this is important for, for me to look at. How many New Yorkers are at risk of losing their job over de Blasio's vax uh, mandate? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it, and I think I mentioned this the other day that some of these mandates and the things they, you know, when they want to do, take care of the unvaccinated, all of a sudden, if Trump did that, it would just make the point that we told you, you know, Trump was a racist. Yeah. He's making making all the black kids get get vaccinated. Yeah. But if, if this thing goes through, uh, he wants 150,000, maybe up to 450,000 new vaccinations on there. And uh, if that happened, 45 percent of them will be black. Wow. And 40 percent will be white. Uh, about 30% will be Hispanic, and that's how it's broken down, who has to get in. These are thousands of people. So in a way, uh, if, if people are obsessed with, the, you, you know, explaining everything in terms of race, they say, oh, yeah, the black, the black people, are, if they happen not to like it, and some people believe, and I think there's, a, there's strong historic support for the fact that uh, there is a racial, racial preference for uh, uh, for vaccinations and more more leery, uh, uh, the blacks have been more leery, but that I don't I don't think racism has anything to do with it. It's just yeah. his obsession with giving more people. But my point is, the fact that this happens, does he care? Yeah. But and does does the media care to point out? And would they report it differently if Trump had done this? Yeah. Well, that's an amazing statistic you just said. A half a million people may lose their job, lose their livelihood, be thrown on the streets if they don't follow de Blasio telling you to take a shot. And, and, and about half of them are going to be African-Americans. I mean, you're right. If anyone else was doing that, they'd be rightly screaming it. But what about, what kind of terrorism is this? We, we used the word yesterday, and I don't think we should use it as lightly as the government likes to use it. But if you think about you're sitting here at home, you've got a job, you're paying the bills, you're barely surviving, you're hit with inflation, and all of a sudden de Blasio comes on TV and says, you're going to lose your job, you're going to go out on the street. 
Uh, you know, just imagine how that would feel to people. It's and around Christmas time of all times, it's got to be heartrending. It's got to be agonizing for these people. And just the discussion we're having now, people can easily understand how disruptive this is. You know, for, for the social order especially. But then, then again, there's another complication that has come up with COVID, uh, which we had way too much crime anyway to begin with. And uh, I anticipate the economy is going to get a lot worse because of the economic policies of Republicans and Democrats. But here, here we are, we're finding out that the cities are getting more violent than ever. And uh, I, I sincerely believe it's related to these uh, people who are in charge of culture and Marxism. Yeah. And you know, this whole idea that, uh, you know, there is no such thing as crime, uh, you know, just going to get released. Uh, there's no, no uh, order along the, uh, the, the international borders. You can do what you want. Uh, you don't arrest people. You, you don't keep violent people who kill people, you know, in prison. But for an hour or so, then they're let out without bail. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is part of that system. Is, uh, and, but COVID contributes to this because it, it's so disruptive and people get depressed and people get shifted around. Anyway, there's a lot of violence. And the article that I want to just reference here uh, is uh, one that says, you know, it's just crazy. Twelve major cities hit all-time homicide records. Wow. It's getting worse. And yet you... Today, if you wanted, if you based how we're doing in this country on the economic reports and unemployment record, everything is perfect. Yeah. You know, and uh, and Biden's about to have control. He's going to control the inflation. He's oh, yeah. looking after that. He's so, do it. but here it is. This is all breaking up, but it's more complicated than just saying that it's the vaccine. But basically, those are things that the government's doing. It's illegal. They're. Uh, they're com committing moral crimes by forcing people to do it. And, and those statements that Fauci made that uh, he he has to do it, even if even if it's taking away your liberties, like that's not a that's not a problem. <laughs> no the government's supposed to be there to protect our liberties, yeah. but here here he admits that the pur purpose is is uh, you know to have this perfect world and everybody vaccinated, uh, and that that means you have to sacrifice your liberties, which uh, we have to refute that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm going to close out with just a few charts without very much comment. And I know we're going to have to skip ahead quite a bit back there. Sorry about that. But the red and blue chart, if we can, it looks like a mountain. If we can put that up right now um, from Denis Roncourt, who was on our show once. Make it a little bit bigger if you can. And this is fascinating. I'm not going to make any comment because I don't know what's going on here. But this is a chart of athlete collapses and deaths in 2021 and you can see it's pretty flat up until May and then it turns into Mount Everest uh, and the chart reflects numbers at 5th December 2021. Uh, Denis Rancourt who was on our show an impressive and growing compilations of cardiac problems and deaths among young athletes. Very very interesting I don't know what the answer is it might be cold weather it might be post-pandemic stress syndrome uh, whatever the case. Let's look at the next one this is the UK. It's an interesting chart. We always go back to Ian for these charts. The UK, and this is uh, was it, yeah, yesterday, the UK just announced new restrictions, including vaccine passports, which have already failed throughout Europe, and more mask mandates, which previously failed in the UK and are currently failing again. And you can see the chart. Mask mandates are lifted. 
Mass mandates reinstated. Up, up, up go the cases. They don't care about mandates. And the last one, uh, our, our good friend Chris Rossini put this up on his Facebook page. And this is just one of the things that I scratch my head and wonder about. This is from NBC News. The CDC's COVID vaccination rates appear inflated, experts worry. Accuracy issues raise red flags because the Delta help plan and direct resources of the country's response to the pandemic. So we might be actually less vaccinated than the CDC even says. So Fauci's going to come by with a couple of guns <laughs> right. and, some, and some, uh, some shots. But I will close by, again, this is the last week to get Dr. Paul's book uh, for your support. So thank you for your support for the Ron Paul Institute. I will include in the description how you can make your contribution and receive this as a premium, as a gift uh, from us to you. And we do appreciate you watching the Liberty Report. Dr. Paul? Very good. Uh, I'm going to close with, uh, if we so desire, we might claim uh, a little bit of good news, is that the attitudes are shifting. Politico is not exactly a libertarian or a Trump magazine. And there was an article there uh, today by uh, a few individuals that uh, have a title to the article, Dems Begin Souring on Vaccine Mandates. Yeah. Maybe this, uh, if it's significant, for them to publish this, it's sort of like, hey folks, wake up, you better pay attention. Maybe you're gonna have to modify your mandates. And, and there are some. I'll bet, I'll bet you if, uh, if you had secret votes in the Senate, when you had some mandate votes, I bet you'd get a lot more votes because right now there has to be the obedience, you know, to, uh, well, and try to keep the uh, Marxists in line. So they, they, they play that game. But I think this is a very real thing that uh, they, they are souring on it. But uh, once again, I think the election in Virginia indicated that people who certainly are, have been independent and not good Republicans and maybe uh, weak Democrats, you know, ha shifted their votes. So this to me is, 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 is pretty good because there's several, and the article lists several people who have started to warn, <laughs> you know, uh, people about this. So I think this is very good. So eventually he said the tide will change and let's hope it changes more rapidly in the right direction. Attitudes will change. People's attitudes have a lot of influence on government and it is the change of attitudes and opinions and sentiments that really determine what kind of government we have. But uh, no, I think uh, we can look for the signs that uh, people are getting pretty sick and tired of all this. So uh, the big question is, and of course today we just reported the determination of our opposition. And they're as determined as ever. And as long as, you know, maybe the symbol that we have to look for, as long as the establishment will ha hold Dr. Fauci in very, very high esteem, and he is the opinion maker on this subject, and a very, very large percentage of the, uh, of the media going to him uh, for the news, I would say we have a ways to go. But I think that will eventually crack and it'll fade because I, I believe he's on the wrong track as far as giving good information uh, you, you know, on, on COVID. And what we're asking for and begging 
looking for is, is just a little bit of discussion, openness, and have the discussion the way medical problems should always be handled. And uh, it should be guided by a, a special thing that was known for American medicine for a long time, and that's the doctor-patient relationship. You can still have all the outstanding discoveries in medicine because many in history, uh, before it was determined that once and accepted, the government can only do it, they can only finance the, the research in order to get good medicine. Absolutely not necessary. The fact that we're a wealthy country, if we got the government out of the way and out of the vaccine business and out of the COVID business, we would not have more disease and more sickness. We would have more discussion and, the, and I think arrive at a position in caring for people that are sick in a much more positive way. So that, of course, is what we support and that is what we'll continue to do because we're convinced that the more freedom a country has, the individuals have, the more likelihood is that that country will benefit from a greater amount of peace and prosperity. I thank you for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.